0: Home Rants Podcast is brought to you by Reaper Apparel Company. Reaper Apparel offers a casual line of superb fit, finish, and comfort. We design for those who refuse to die slowly and choose to live untamed, for those who aren't afraid to face the dark, for the ones that thrive in it, and for those who can appreciate life through a grim lens. That's Reaper Apparel Company. Go to the link in the description of this episode, use the promo code Mike Bono and get 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my own personal merch store, the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. I have hats, I have t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, water bottles, notebooks, you name it, I've got it. The description and the link for that will be in the description of this episode. Also, right now, if you use the promo code WELCOME, I will give you 5% off of your first purchase. That's the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. Also, the Rod Home Rans podcast is brought to you by Tactical Brotherhood, all American-made apparel, which helps support the Second Amendment. You can also find all this in the description of this episode with the link, Tactical Brotherhood. Part of every proceed does go to helping veterans as it is a very good cause. All American made products made right here in Minnesota. Go and check them out. Use the promo code PATRIOT15 to get 15% off your purchase. Now, let's start the show. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Ride Home Ranch podcast. It's Mike Bono again. I have a very interesting guest for you here today, it's going to be for Wednesday, oh, it's March, holy shit, it's March already, uh, March the 4th, and 3rd, 3rd, March the 3rd, uh, math is hard for me guys, so um, that's why I'm a comedian. Uh, Dave Elijah. I hope I'm saying your name right, uh, I apologize if I, you're shaking your head no, so I'm going to say that's a big negative, I apologize for that, people butcher my name all the time, so... Uh, my man here is an economist, and he knows a lot about a lot. So we're going to get into a lot of different topics here today. Uh, but first and foremost, Dave, welcome to the show, and please correct me on your name if I pronounce it wrong.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you're you're part of the vast majority that gets it wrong when they see it. It's actually pronounced Wiley. Doesn't wow. look like it one bit. Silent J. I so I'm used know. to it. Wow. My whole day, maybe five percent of people have gotten it right. So I yeah. Never
0: offended by it once. Uh, I get it. Uh, people butcher my last name all the time. It's not Bono. Uh, my name isn't actually Bono. I'm not like the singer from U2. Uh, it's just short for Bonaventura, uh, which <laughs> no one's gotten right uh, in the history of never ever. Uh, so I get it. I try not to butcher people's. Apologize, but yeah, you're right. That would have I'd have never guessed uh, that in a million years. But sorry about that. But welcome to the show. Uh, I'm glad to have you on. Um, you're an economist, so you deal with the economy. Um, it's crazy right now; it really is. Uh, so, kind of give me, you know, as much background as you can, and then we'll get we'll dive right into that.
1: Yeah. So basically, when I started school, you know, I, I went to Youngstown State University. I didn't really know what I was going to get into. You know, I was an undecided business major. Um, You know, at that point, what they do is they have you take a bunch of different classes in all the different fields of business. And, you know, I saw how to take the economics classes my freshman year. And at that point, you know, I knew this was probably the direction I was going to take it. And so, you know, finished that up in four years. Um, Thankfully, Youngstown State had a pretty cool program where if you took graduate classes as an undergrad, you know, You could take up to nine credit hours, and you could apply those towards your graduate degree, finishing one year instead of two. So, you know, lucky enough to be part of that program, I got my master's in financial economics. Um, You know, after I graduated, job search was a little tough. You know, it's hard when you when you when you're looking for economist jobs. You know, most of them are at trade associations or you know firms that are out in D.C. or in that area. You got to go to New York. You got to go to D.C. But you know, I didn't really want to leave the youngstown area i don't think i was ready to leave the youngstown area at that point in my life either so you know after the job search i found a job at a trade association for the printing industry so basically what we do is you know we provide it's a non all trade associations are nonprofit. um we provide membership benefits to printing companies basically throughout the country so they'll come to us they'll say hey what kind of printing presses you know should we get what What kind of economic information do we need to get through this particular economic environment in regards to the printing industry and you know stuff like that it's pretty cool there's award shows too we give out they're called they used to be called bennies they went to the best printed works in the country you know throughout the year and we got to we got to see a lot of cool things come through the door you know you had big display cases for nike that they would send in you had books by pretty much every major publisher in the country with printed work on it and you know it was just cool to kind of leaf through all that stuff and take a look at it and you know that's kind of a little fringe benefit of working for the industry as a whole
0: that yeah that sounds like a lot of stuff i understand what you you mean going into college i went to bethany college myself um like um my man fitty the manager of the show who wonderfully enough got you on here i know you're you know you know my man fitty um but you know i i took the economic classes too as well um i started out as a business major kind of like you Um, And then my advisor came to me and was like Hey, okay, so basically you have two options uh, One of which you could change your major Two, you can fail out of school So it's kind of the balls in your court So kudos to you for being able to stick with it Because I just don't have the smarts to do it Um, But I wanted to have you on for a couple of reasons Um, Being an economist, the world and the pandemic and everything going on right now how has that affected your job? Has it put more work on you, or you? Would, I mean, are you working on anything specific that you can talk about, or could you give any advice to any of us and uh, to my wonderful listeners here?
1: Yeah. So basically, what happened during this pandemic is you saw a lot of you saw a lot of companies struggling, and a lot of companies wanted answers. So in terms of workload, you know, it's been probably more now than it would have been in a normal environment because there are just so many different things you got to track now um people have so many questions you want to help these all these different companies get through this time and it's tough because you know usually if you're an economist um you look back on you know what happened in the past you'll get past recessions but, you know being a 26 year old in this field it's hard <laughs> you don't have too much experience but you know in 2008 i was 14 years old when the last recession did i didn't have a clue what was going on so
0: can't really look has, back you know, that far you
1: yeah. <laughs> know yeah looking back and i'm like well i did not care really what was going on then so i cannot use that experience now no. so basically it had to be you know everything i learned you know from from that time on you know through my college days and through what i've been reading now but um in terms of like i said the workload it's it's a lot but also in term you know our company does custom research for a lot of different companies as well and those who the companies that are kind of struggling to survive right now they've kind of put off all those auxiliary you know expenses if they could so they're not necessarily looking for know everything they were looking for before you know they don't have that extra money to spend on custom research for their marketing department you know marketing department's usually one of the first first funds to get cut in a time like this so stuff like that has been lower less demand during this time but you know as a researcher as an economist you know it's almost like a a recession like this is gonna drive my stock up a little bit and make me do a lot more work than i need to so i'm, look, I'm looking forward to it to get back to normal
0: times uh, i'm sure you are man you know as a comedian myself i haven't been on stage since the pandemic started so i can understand wanting to get back to a little bit of normalcy and get right. back to work uh because my job is i i, I don't want to say it's like yours because it's not at all i get up and i tell shit jokes to a room full of people um but you know um it's the, I want to spread joy and happiness and I just I really want to enlighten people too as well um, most of my jokes have a meaning um, to them if you can dive into it I think you have the smarts to, to do it one of which is I hate stupid questions um, but I feel like you deal with maybe a little bit of stupid questions in your field do, do you have any that I can use as material or you? Uh, do you deal with okay. the I have what to you get doing? Back, you on that
1: because I w- I wouldn't want to know who whoever gave me those stupid questions. I wouldn't want to light them up on here and let them hear. So maybe I'll shoot those to you privately.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. I uh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, probably gonna be a while till I get on stage once this pandemic. Hopefully, this pandemic <laughs> ends soon. But um, I I could appreciate that a little bit. Um, do you see a means to the end to this pandemic at all? Uh, being an economist, uh, economically, do you do you see? you know the light at the end of the tunnel or are we just getting into the tunnel
1: yeah so the way i like to look at this and you know a lot of people looked at this recession and they like i mentioned before they previously looked back in 2008 for you know how this was going to work out for us and when when you look at it from you know from how a perspective of how this kind of recession started you have to realize that they were way different. Um, in 2008, what we saw was, you know, major financial institutions failed throughout the country. Um, people lost their jobs. People lost tons of money. And the thing about those people losing their jobs was that, you know, once they lost those jobs, those businesses were closed and those jobs weren't coming back. Um, in fact, the unemployment rate back then reached 10%, and it took 53 months to get down to 6.2%, which is about where we're at now. Holy hell. Where We look at this time, this recession, you know, we reached an unemployment rate that was much higher than that. We were at around 14.5%. And just in eight months, it got down to 6.2% again. So that's one way that you could definitely see that they're different because, you know, this time around, there was jobs to come back to. I mean, people got laid off just simply for the reason because their businesses had no choice but to shut their doors this time. but. There was a lot of stimulus that they gave these companies. There was a lot of different loans, which kind of served the purpose to keep lights on and keep employees on the payroll so that when, you know, COVID was past us and once we did have a vaccine, these people were able to get back into work. So the jobs were still there this time around. And we didn't see, you know, a major financial major financial institutions, you know, basically collapse this time around. It just two completely different recessions. This one is out of our control just because it's, you know, a pathogen that we have no no answer for. But, you know, we're, we're slowly getting answers for it. And I think that we are, you know, we're really close to seeing the light at the end of the tunnel this time around. I mean, the growth, the growth, I mean, they track the American economy on GDP. And if you look at the projections for this year, it's going to be, you know, higher than anything we've seen in the last 25 years just because, there's going to be people itching to get out again there's going to be people ready to spend again they've been saving up their money throughout this whole time you know they're ready to spend it they're ready to travel and obviously you're going to see different what this time around what you'll see is what we like to call a k-shaped recovery so you're going to see some companies on the upper scope that you know pick up demand more quickly such as you know, consumer goods, cars, homes, you saw all that stuff kinda boost up quick just because lower interest rates drive that kind of purchases. But it's gonna still be a little bit longer. It's gonna lag a little bit before you see, you know, restaurants, travel, all that kind of stuff pick back up. So you can't look at it all in one scope. You have to look at each kind of different industry and understand how and you know, everyone could look at a specific industry and see how It's going to be affected by, you know, people not being able to either meet in person or spend money, you know, in person. So you just kind of got to look at it that way to know, you know, if you're in any specific industry, you know, how quickly it's going to recover. But it all should. By the end of this year, my opinion, I think it's going to be pretty good to go.
0: I hope you are right um, I actually hope it's quicker than that uh, Being someone <coughs> Excuse me, someone who's been in the house for um, ever, it seems like um, I really hope you're right On this one um, I got a lot of faith in the American people uh, To do what we need to do To get everything back to normalcy um, But then again I, I, I wouldn't have a job if there weren't stupid people Out there uh, And I wouldn't be able to tell some jokes So you know, you take the good with the bad. Um, but like you said, with with retail stuff coming up, um, I know you're big into trading cards and you know baseball, football, whatever, basketball cards. Was that something you started as a kid? I mean, or is that you know just something you you've collected over time? Or what got you into that?
1: Yeah. So when I was a little, me and my dad would go to a card shop. At that point in time, you were able to just walk into any card shop and get a box at a reasonable price reasonable price and you know that's that's something you can't do anymore unfortunately because people are lined up outside of targets and walmart's at you know 6 a.m to get their hands on the cards to to resell yeah. them so you can't you can't buy them like you used to but yeah to answer your question it's something me and my dad started you know a long time ago
0: okay uh now do you try to get them online or is that more where people are trading them now i mean i i have boxes and boxes and binders full of cards that i just i don't know why i'm holding on to um but the pandemic has showed me that it gave me a lot of time to go through my things and find a lot of shit that i didn't know i had in my garage packed away um but can you get packs online or is that more from private owners or you got to go to the stores you think
1: so if you want to get packs online these days you're going to be paying you know four or five times what you could get them for at walmart or target Holy hell. A box that used to be you know a hobby box of cards you know the ho- there's there's retail boxes there's hobby boxes the hobby ones are you know where you get your guaranteed autographs and stuff like that you know boxes like that used to run about 100 bucks back in the day when I could remember from being a little kid but now you're looking at you know 800 bucks 1000 oh, bucks so you're for probably books, looking like at
0: thousands for those now i mean i yeah. it's crazy what a signature will do, will do to something's value um it, just, it, it blows my mind a little bit.
1: Oh, yeah. I was looking through all my cards like a madman trying to find a Brady Rookie these <laughs> past couple weeks. Because those things have been going for, you know, I could have bought a house if I had a Brady Rookie at this
0: I'm point. could sure so. you could. In a Brady unfortunately, rookie. I,
1: unfortunately, I didn't find one. But um, there's some people like, hey, you might need to look through your stuff and see what you got in there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know I don't have a Brady Rookie. So <laughs> uh, being you know do you trade more football is there any certain sport that you trade or
1: so when i when i it was a pretty good mix growing up because that's what really got me back into it you know i looked through all the cards that me and my dad bought you know when i was five six years old and it was a solid mix of basketball football and baseball so i really got no preference when it comes to that um in terms of what you see out there though Basketball's probably the most valuable right now if people were looking to get, get into it so if you want if you're a big you know avid basketball collector and you're going to get into it be planning to spend a ton of money if you want to if you want to open any pack
0: <laughs> yeah I, I i'm sure uh, i'm not the biggest basketball fan in the world this is kind of my time of the year march madness i, I, I follow the ncaa Around this time of the year, I just I can't stand all the stoppages and everything that goes on with basketball. I'm not a big basketball fan. It just it is what it is. Um, probably because I sucked playing it as a kid, uh, so that probably deterred me from watching it. Like I I'm six five. Why can't I do that? You know, I mean it's just <laughs> it's, it sucks being white sometimes. You know what I mean? As just we'll say what it is. Um, <laughs> but um, so speaking of cards, uh, I hear you're a little bit of a gambler.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I like I like to throw the chips around, I like to throw the dice around. I like to you know, when it comes to sports, you know, throw a little bit on the games here and there, so
0: Okay, okay, what's your what's your casino game of choice? If you if you're going into this casino right now, what are you playing?
1: Definitely blackjack. That'll be oh, that'll man. be the first thing. Well, as long as that, as long as it's not a cutoff time, you know, where I gotta if I walk in at six forty five, I gotta get my bets in before seven, before mm-hmm. I hit the blackjack table, so You know how stuff like that works, but if I am picking a table game, I am picking picking blackjack every day.
0: We'll be back after a quick
1: break. Big
0: lady energy. What if I eat a little cheese every day? (laughs) Just keep it. It's like I have a tolerance,
1: yeah, for cheese. Same with cats. Tolerance.
0: Like if I pet a cat every day for the first week or two, going
1: gonna say if I eat a cat a little bit every day, <laughs> started at the tail and, then, and just ate a little bit, i <laughs> would be fine. But if I didn't eat a cat for three months, I but... would totally start at the face. Why yeah. would you start at the tail? If someone put a gun to my head and said, "Eat this cat," I'm trying to think of We're an, still an acceptable talking scenario. scenario.
0: Feline, right? Oh, did you think I was talking about pussy? Maybe it could go there. I don't want to eat a cat. I want to eat a pussy. <laughs> have you won anything on blackjack like a, a, a large amount you know i mean i go in i might win maybe a couple hundred bucks here maybe if, if i'm lucky um but have you won anything big
1: um i you know usually it's up and down but you know recently i had a pretty good day at the casino um probably my biggest win ever. i won a few thousand bucks playing blackjack but other than that very dry very dry on the blackjack tables
0: yeah it's 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 a game of chance i feel like right more than the dice i feel like you know i i've recently gotten into roulette have you have you played roulette
1: i haven't played roulette too often but uh last time i went to the casino my buddy and you it was bob you had him on the show before. oh my man bob you <laughs> had a hell of a day on the roulette roulette table i'll tell you that much
0: I tell you what, it, it was a buddy of mine who was—I uh, got him playing blackjack with me, and he was like, "Come on, let's go to the roulette table." I was like, "I've never played this. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing." And you're just gonna throw me into the table? I'm not—I'm not here to lose money, man. You know what I mean? I made out like a bandit. I don't know—I don't know what it was. It, like, and to the point where I looked at him, I was like, "You, my friend, are coming with me every time I go to the casino. You seem to be my good luck charm every time I go to the casino with this man. I, I win something." But I,
1: what'd you do? Play your lucky numbers?
0: I did. I, I started playing some lucky numbers, and uh, they were hitting. And he was looking at me like, how the fuck are you winning so much right now? Like, you don't know what the hell you're doing, and you're winning. I was like, I, I, uh, I, I, I got no answers for you, my man. So I got a little bit more aggressive than my wife had to try to pull, kind of pull me away from the table. Like, all right, I want to eat tonight, so let's, let's, let's slow it down. You know what I mean? One of those type of deals. Um, but... I think gambling is a way for, you know, I mean, obviously done responsibly. I'm not advocating people going out there and just blowing all their money at the casino. But I think that might be one way that we can probably get back as, you know, a people. What do you think? Uh, this is going to sound like a really weird question. Economically, what do you think about getting back at the casinos? Do you think that could help, you know, people or hurt people? Obviously, it could hurt people. But, what I mean, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean obviously it could it could hurt people pretty bad. There's actually there's probably a lot of people out there that the pandemic saved from their gambling issues, maybe even <laughs> but um in terms probably. of, you know, just getting back to it economically, um, I mean, those are major those are major revenue drivers for, you know, a lot of a lot of states in terms of, you know, taxes, tax dollars they get from casinos and stuff like that. So as soon as you could get that money back, um, you're gonna you're gonna help a lot of people out, and you know part of that. If you want to look at it from a different perspective, the con- the states that have you know implemented legal sports gambling stuff like that, you saw those tax dollars you know fly up, and they're using those money to fix schools, using those money to fix roads, all that kind of stuff. So. Although gambling does hurt a lot of people, there's many benefits that come from, you know, the money that gets put into it as well.
0: See, I think it gets a bad name, and, you know, I kind of want to, you know, show people that when done responsibly, you know, it can't have major effects on your state and stuff like that. Like, I'm in the wonderful, great state of Ohio where sports gambling is illegal. I got to find... You know, ways around it. I'm originally from West Virginia, uh, so if I need to make a big bet, it's a two and a half hour drive for me to get there, place my bets online, and then go. You know, get back uh, in time for the games, which can make for a very long day. Um, But you know, I I what do you think? they should do about the sports gamble. Do you think the entire country should just be like, hey, these states are doing it and we're seeing improvement? Do you think all the states should just open it up? Or do you think it's still a state-by-state basis?
1: Well, I mean, unfortunately, what you're going to see is everything's politicized in this country. So the, yep. states, that see, the states that you see get it quick are going to be you know we more blue leaning states the states are going to wait are going to be more red leaning and there's nothing you could do about that except you know wait if you live in either one of those states but i think that part of the thing that's going to help it is that you know these kind of, these states that don't have it yet like ohio are looking right next door to them in pennsylvania they're looking straight to the south and west virginia and they're saying hey our people are and i'm one of the people you know i drive the Mountaineer in West Virginia, it's 40 minutes away from me, put my bets, I drive to Rivers in Pittsburgh to put my bets, which is about an hour, and they're losing out on that money every time. So, I think they're right. definitely looking and seeing that, hey, this is a lot of money we could get, and you know, we definitely need to implement it if everyone else is, and if you you know, you could apply that to a lot of different things besides sports gambling, you could apply it to, you know, marijuana, you saw that kind of different stuff, because that's just tax revenue that they're missing out on and you know, so how, how long are you going to politicize it before you realize what you're missing out on?
0: Okay, so again, I'm not about hurting people, but I think this question might be a one you might need to t- text me or email me one off. Do you think these politicians just need to get their heads out of their asses and just start, you know, worrying about us and not their pockets?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely... There's more special interest than you could imagine at the top level. And, you know, it's always what the big money wants. And at this point, you know, you're trying to see a shift where, you know, the government's telling you that, hey, we're for the people. We're going to listen to what the people have to say, whether it's at the county, you know, state, federal level. But we haven't seen that come to fruition much yet because, you know, it's and in my opinion, it's going to be quite a while before you see that, because, you know, you got the same regardless of how the administration changes, regardless of it's Republican or Democrat, you have the same people in Congress, you have the same people in Senate that are making these decisions, you know, the major decisions, and is until that, the, the whole way that that's set up drastically changes, I don't think you're going to see much change in the way things operate.
0: Do you think there should be term limits for these career politicians?
1: I definitely do. I think term limits wouldn't be a bad idea um, in terms of <clears throat> discussing what exactly the term limits were and what they would look like you know i'm not i don't know what the legislation would look like for that but you know i think i think there's something that needs to be done if we want to see see an actual change within our country and i think a lot of people are afraid of change which you know they said the government's been this way for the last 100 years why should we change it now but you know think about the world 100 years ago it was a completely different place so you gotta adjust with the times and you gotta change things and you know as soon as people are actually you know willing to make that change I think we'll see we'll see things get a lot better
0: I kind of got to agree with you on that one I mean I'm not a real political person myself but you know just it seems like it was kind of forced down our throats a little bit um, just with the pandemic and being home and being in the election year when that happened I mean you have your conspiracy theorists out there <clears throat> I'm not really one of them but you know I, I, I don't know. I think differently uh, being a comedian. I'm always looking for the joke and just telling you this, I mean, it's going to make a lot of comedians a lot of money uh, with politicians right now. I normally don't do political jokes. I'm getting into political jokes right now just because I, I can see that's where the money's going to be. Um
1: 2021, you don't have a choice. You,
0: you really don't. You really don't. You really don't have a choice in 2021. I mean, it's there's going to be a lot of Joe Biden jokes, and I am writing a lot of Joe Biden jokes. I'm just going to tell people that right now, so be prepared when I get on stage. If you're a fan of his and you're easily offended, I, I'm going to say it, don't come to my show because um, you're going to be pissed, um, but <laughs> it is what it is. It's how I make money. Um, now, holy shit, just lost my train of thought. Okay. um, I got to stop drinking before five. That's what that's the that's the problem right now, man. <laughs> you're home all day. Oh, you know what you do. Uh, but so winding down near uh, coming near the end of the episode here. Um, Want to kind of try to keep these short and sweet and to the point here. But we both know Fitty, and he kind of told me something that I needed to ask you about, and. I teased this with you before we even started recording here. It was, he said, you and him used to go to, I think it was like a a mountain house or a beach house or something like that. And you were with him and you were wearing a Bethany t shirt and you went to a store and some guy came up to you and was like, oh, hey, did you go to Bethany? my entire family went to bethany do you remember Mm -hmm. that story am i telling you correctly and can you shed some light on this because i need to hear this
1: yeah last summer we we went up to um fitty's uh cottage it's up near pimatum lake and went to the grocery store to pick up some stuff for the weekend and you know i didn't go to bethany i don't know anything about bethany except about tony went there and it's in west virginia so i i he he hooked us up with some shirts and you know, I just happened to be wearing it out that day, and this guy comes up to me and he said, You know, he said exactly what you said. My whole family went to Bethany. Um, my I think it was his son played football at Bethany, and I'm like, Oh, your son played football at Bethany. How about you know, this guy over here? And I pointed the fitty and he was standing there, and it turns out he knew this guy's whole family. So, that you know, those shirts do work as a recruiting tool, honestly. You know, people see them and you know, they just want to talk about Bethany, and, you know, it wasn't my place, so I sent him over to Phiddy, and he talked their ear off for, you know, as long as he could.
0: Okay, so what was your first initial thought when he came up to you and was like, oh, hey, Bethany, ha, ah, what, what, huh? Like, what was your first initial thought when, they, you know, he came up to you thinking you went to Bethany?
1: I was, I just, I didn't know what to say. I knew nothing, like I said, I knew nothing about Bethany. I'm like, I'm not ready to have a conversation with this guy. I don't know anything. He's (laughs) going to be excited that he finally saw Bethany's shirt out somewhere. He's going to want to talk about it. Man, I'm not the guy for the job, and I'm going to have to tell him that. But luckily, I was with the Falcon, and he. The
0: Falcon? Oh, man. I haven't heard that term in a while. The (laughs) Falcon. He's always been fitting. (laughs) The Falcon. Oh, man. I forgot about that. Oh, so you you got to have another good fitty story. We got a couple more minutes here. Do you got another good fitty story with, between the two of you?
1: Well, I mean, I just, I've just i known him since I was six, 15, 16 years old, and that's where, you know, he used to be He used to be the guy in our lunch at, at high school. I went to Louisville High School, and he was the guy at lunch that would have to kind of discipline everyone and, you know, how he is. He wasn't, <laughs> He's not the disciplinarian if you were – if you had to put someone out there, you know, he wanted to be friends with everybody more. So there was a kid at our table who was, he was a moron and it was Falcone's pretty much job to babysit him. And I felt so bad that he had to deal with this kid every day.
0: <laughs> I love hearing stories about Fiddy. He's uh, my man. He's the manager of the show here. Um, try to start his own marketing thing. Hashtag Fitty worldwide. Um, what we know we're we're gonna do that's i'm um, trying to take him to the top with me uh but dave i mean i'm glad you were on the show uh, we're kind of running out of time here i do have one quick sponsorship read and then i will i will let you say your goodbyes and we'll we'll get on out of here and i'll let you get back to the wonderful world of economics uh but the Ride home rants podcast is brought to you by my daily choice CBD, high life travel, and now cryptocurrency trading. You can find all of this at mydailychoice.com slash mbonaventura. CBD, some of the best products out there. I'm a former athlete myself. I have a lot of joint pain. Taking the CBD oils have helped with the joint pain. Uh, with that, they don't just have oils. They have... They have hair care, they have skin care, they have pet treats, you know, you name it, they got it. They got lines for everything now, gummies. Um, the High Life Travel is some of the best travel packages you're going to find. It's better than Expedia, it's better than Priceline, we are running the market right now. Packages start as low as $29 a month. You can't beat that. Deals on hotels, cruises, uh, flights, car rentals, uh, you name it, they got it there. Uh, Just getting into the cryptocurrency trading game, Um, so there's a lot of information on that there. Again, just go to mydailychoice.com slash mbonaventura. Once again, Dave, thank you for being on the show. Uh, I really opened my eyes a little bit to the world of economics a little bit better than some of the professors uh, at school could. Uh, I appreciate you being on the show. Anything you want to say before we let you go?
1: No, I just want to thank you for having me. I want to thank Fiddy for setting this up. And, you know, if you ever need someone to talk to again, I'm always here.
0: Oh, always, man. I mean, hopefully when we're reaching the light at the end of the tunnel, we'll get you back onto the show to tell everyone, ha, told you so. Dave was right. (laughs) End of the year. Hopefully we'll have you on before we start season two.
1: (laughs) If I'm wrong, delete this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're wrong, we're cutting this out everywhere. It's No, we're done with it. If, if you're wrong, I'm, I'm cutting you, Dave. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> but no, no. thank you again uh, for being on the show. And for everybody out there, we will see y'all next time. The Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by W Energy. Energy drinks made for gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike for gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike, go to the link in the description where you can find the best energy drinks out there, less caffeine than a cup of coffee, also no jitters and no crash afterwards. Use the promo code MikeBono and get yourself 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my favorite sponsor of the show and that is Shank It Golf golf apparel made for the everyday golfer we might not go out and shoot a six under par we're probably going to shoot a six over par but this is going to give us the gear that's going to help us rock it on and off of the course go to the link in the bio use the promo code mike bono and get yourself 10 percent off there as well